to talk a little bit about the upcoming Seattle City Council election. There are nearly 60 candidates registered this year for seven open seats on the nine-member City Council. 56 candidates were registered as of last week by King County elections in seven district races. Now, I'm, I'm bringing this up because Seattle politics in general has gotten very important at the Washington Retail Association beyond our interest in state politics as of 2016. In that year, the Seattle City Council cons considered and eventually unanimously approved what they called a predictive scheduling law or ordinance. We called it restrictive in that it basically dictated to private enterprise retail how to schedule their employees. Simply put, they had to be scheduled two weeks in advance. Changing it was difficult. Any violations would be accompanied with fines. Um, any additional hours had to be offered to existing employees, which of course tamped down the ability to hire. If you wanted to do it, you really couldn't until you gave preference to your own employees. It's very controversial. Not a big uh, retailers were not a big fan of it, but it passed anyway. Dawned on us that there were many more regulations like this coming down the pike, and many did. And we decided to form what's called a kind of a grassroots group called the Retail Industry Coalition of Seattle, a collection largely of small businesses concerned about what the city council was trying to do or planning to do beyond its restrictive scheduling ordinance. And so we formed that coalition to not only hire a contract lobbyist, John Engberg, to work on our behalf, but to communicate the wishes and concerns of small business to the city council. So we are paying more attention to Seattle city government politics because, frankly, quite often they set the tone for the rest of the state. A similar restrictive scheduling ordinance was entertained by the 29th session of the 2019 session of the state legislature. Didn't pass, but we can expect it back again next year. And other similar costly and burdensome regulations are emanating from Seattle, causing us to pay more attention to politics there. So as I said before, 56 registered candidates in seven races. They're heading toward an August 6th primary to whittle down two finalists in each district. That's a nine-member council with two large seats not up this year, and then toward the November election. Uh, in the midst of all this, a couple of political action committees have formed in the name of attempting to uh, elect more business-friendly candidates, uh, one by the Seattle Greater Seattle Chamber of Commerce, another by a group of private citizens called People for Seattle. Um, so this week, we've sent questionnaires to all the candidates, which we typically do since we got involved in Seattle, on their views on various issues of importance to business. And we will, from that questionnaire, whittle down a select number of interviews to do before coming up with endorsements, which we'll bring up in a subsequent podcast, cost has, podcast to all of you. Um, three of the incumbents are challenged in those seven races, while other have elected not to run for additional terms in office. I wanted to bring this up to you because we're paying much more attention to Seattle politics than we ever have. We have hot races developing this year, a little more contested than they have been in the past, in part due to the business um, reaction, if you will, to the grow 
this issue and to these races in um, this podcast. We'll follow up with our announcements about endorsements in the subsequent contest uh, podcast and then follow up to the finals and the results and how the makeup of that city council may change as a result. In the meantime, you can follow Washington Retail on Facebook. Spot.